Hello and welcome. It's the chat. My name is Manny. In a moment, you'll meet one of Nigeria's most influential women. Betty Irabo, a media personality, publisher, host, speaker, author, philanthropist, and editor-in-chief and founder of Genevieve Magazine, a leading fashion and lifestyle magazine. Born on 25th of March 1957, she is an indigene of Edo State, Nigeria. Betty attended University of Lagos and graduated with bachelor's degree in English. After graduation, Betty Rabo practiced journalism, writing for National Concord for five years. While at National Concord, she served as a feature writer and was later promoted to assistant feature editor. Betty later freelanced for The Guardian, This Day and Vanguard. She contributed a few columns for Black and Beauty magazine UK. Exploring her inner creative side, she launched Genevieve Magazine, a Nigerian fashion and lifestyle magazine in 2003. Genevieve Magazine tells the success story of Nigerian women and showcases their lifestyle in colorful ways, which has featured numerous Nigerian women leading and doing exploits in their various spheres. Following the success of the magazine, by way of giving back to the society, she founded Genevieve Pinkball Foundation GPF in 2005, a non-profit initiative of Genevieve magazine geared at increasing breast cancer awareness, prevention, education, early detection and treatment in Nigeria. In 2010, she published her first book, Morning Dew, which was a clarion call for women to live a purposeful life. In 2011, she was honored by the Association of Professional Women Bankers as the most accomplished female publisher. She published her second book in 2018, Dust to Dew, which is a chronicle of her journey through life, her battles, insecurities and her fight against mental health and depression. In February 2019, Betty launched a network called My Beautiful Mind, an initiative with a vision to demystify the stigma on mental health with a view to normalizing conversation. Betty is married to Sonny Irabo, a seasoned broadcaster, marketing communications expert and public speaker, and they are blessed with two children. It's good to see you again, Betty Irabo. Good to see you, Manny. On the morning. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was just saying before we came to camera that yes. uh, I've known you for over 30 years. Yes, that's and right. When you were in your 20s. Yes. Right? Yeah. You never looked this gorgeous. I know. You know I, what, what's, <laughs> what has happened? Uh, let's say that uh, I have um, gone through the University of Life. And, yeah. And... Um, and every lesson I've learned has led me to live life more intentionally. You, you had come out of university. Yes. And they're looking for a career. I ran into you, didn't I? Yes. And uh, you were in basically wondering what aspect of the media. Yes. But you eventually found one. Yes. You know, and you went through, you know, the publishing, uh, what's it called? Uh, journalism. Journalism. Yes. Ooh. My foray into journalism was quite accidental. I had graduated with a second class lower in English and philosophy 
I really didn't have any ambition for my life. Um, I mean, like when you look at these young ladies now, they know exactly where they want to be mm -hmm. from where they are. I really had no ambition. I wanted a job. And uh, my then boyfriend, Sonny, had helped me to get a space in the media, uh, the National Concord. It was just a job. It, it wasn't eight to five, but it was just like, okay, I love to write. I've always excelled in writing. All right, go in there and write. It wasn't like I, I wanted to be a journalist. So journalism found me. It, it got you a job. It got me a job. Is that why you took him serious? So, Sonny, no, it was love at first bite. I mean, sight. <laughs> at first bite? I want to hear that. At first sight. Okay. Manny, don't put words in my mouth. Now you're confusing me. So, um, the, the, the thing is, Sonny has been a very huge part of my career success. And that's what happens when you, um, you marry someone who, who's got your back. Someone who's genuinely interested in your career growth. I know you worked with National Concord. Yes, then I became a freelance for The Guardian, Guardian for, Van, for Vanguard, and this day. And you were all, all the time writing. I was. What was like, your source of inspiration for writing? I, I know you studied English. Yeah. I know what that was. I've always wanted to write, and it seemed like that was the only thing that I owned, the only thing that could that could open doors for me. And going into Concord, as I said, was a, was a mistake. But getting in there and being a feature writer, I found that I could, I felt very challenged to write. And I was working with the best. Delegiwa, Reyekbu, um, what's his name? Um, Mohammed. Yakubu. Yakubu Mohammed. And then we had me, Ellen. We had Dr. Doni Abiola. So it wasn't time for mediocrity. You were either good or you were not. And then I learned on the job. It's one thing to be able to write English. It's another thing for you to be able use to structure English, it yes. and use English. Yeah. So because I worked with the best, it gave me a lot of confidence to write. And I've practically written my way into, uh, into success. It's become a career. It's the only thing, one of the things that I own. And I'm very comfortable there. You went into publishing. Yes. Today you are the editor of a lifestyle. I correct you there. I am publisher. now the founder of Genevieve Magazine. Okay, but you know, <laughs> Genevieve Magazine. You yeah. were publishing, you're the publisher of Genevieve yeah. Magazine. Yeah. And also the chief editor. Yeah. Or the editor in yeah. chief, as yes. you say. Yeah. When did that come to your mind? You know, did you think you had exhausted everything yes. you had to do in the aspect of journalism? Coming into Publishing was one of those things that I said, you know what, what do I have to lose? But until I got in there, that was when I realized that, oh my God, this is bigger than journalism. It was the whole gamut. And I had only five years industry experience as a journalist. Nothing qualified me to become a publisher. So everything I did, I learned on the job. But I will never take credit for the beginning of Genevieve. I had professionals who came on board, and I learned from them, and they learned from me. Who are those people? I had Tony Rie, who, is, um, who was at the Nation, and I had Boyega Alaka, I had Isaac, I had... Uh, we've had so many people who were... But they were the founding members of Genevieve, and together we created a template. How many 
copies of Genevieve have circulated the market? I'm not really sure. I don't really have that number, but this is our 16th year. Wow, 16th. Uh, we'll be 17 in January. And wow. if you consider that for about 14 years, we we're printing 10 editions every year. Wow. We've only now, we're transitioning into the digital space. So the hard copies mainly on demand, driven by advertising and subscription. So because we are more actively engaged in the digital space. And also because now uh, Sonia Irabo, my daughter, is now is the editor of Genevieve. So she's Is that giving, right? Yeah, so she's giving it Sonia. Yeah, Sonia. The little Sonia. The little Sonia. She joined Genevieve at um I think 13 or 14. Really? She had a column called Teen Zone. But yeah. while, you know, on this journey of success, mm -hmm. I mean, you had a bit of a setback, didn't you? Uh, I think uh, I, in the process of wanting to prove that I could, I could be a career woman 100%, I neglected my mental health. I remember that for a long time, I was always popping pills to sleep. It was a bad habit, but... When I started having chronic insomnia, like I would go a week without sleep. Really? You know, and then people don't understand how devastating insomnia can be. So when you say to people, oh, I, I'm not sleeping, they just think, oh, okay, maybe you're getting uh, four hours sleep instead of maybe eight. I was getting like one hour sleep in a night. And I wasn't sleeping at all. And it affects my... Um, my thinking, my thoughts. I was. I became a bit irrational, and what were you I became doing? agitated. I found that I had more low period in my life than highs. So, who was the first person you saw? You know, was it a, a psychiatrist uh, or? No, what? for a long time I was seeing uh, doctors who said, "Oh, it's pressure of work. It's malaria." is typhoid, take a holiday, I will take a holiday, I will come back with the same sadness. The thing is, <laughs> you can't fix what you have not addressed. So every time I traveled, I went away with the sadness. Every time I came back, I came back with the sadness. Because also people felt I was too accomplished, I was too happy, I was too successful, I was happily married, that there was no reason for me to be depressed. So nobody actually asked if I was depressed. But I didn't know what I was going through. I just knew that also I had times I felt a bit suicidal. What was your husband's role at that stage? What, what, was, what was, I think it's easier to say what was not his role. Oh yeah, well, what did yeah, he do? You know? He did everything that he knew to do because he also hadn't, um, um, seen anything like it before. So both of us were seeing doctors and were getting prescriptions. We practically went everywhere together trying to find a solution. And I was pretty much a lab rat for our um, medical field. Because before I finished speaking, telling them how I felt, I had a prescription. Prescription upon prescription. And each prescription took me further down. And also, 
being this celebrity became a disadvantage. Like you walk in and immediately say, oh, I know you are that publisher woman. Ah, what are you doing here? How can you be depressed? Ah, you know the one I saw on the cover of a magazine. Oh, I saw you inside this magazine. They start making you feel that you have no reason to be depressed. And they kind of trivialize. Because the minute you walk in and you say, oh, I'm, I'm and they recognize you. And immediately they, 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 they take the right from you to, to, to feel the way you, you feel. The whole medical system needs an overhaul. There are basic things that need to be in place. I went to a hospital um, about three months ago with my husband. Apart from the, 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 the getting a card, going to pay in that place coming back, getting your card, joining another pool, and waiting two hours to see a doctor. We need to fix the quality of care that people require. I yeah. witnessed the system, and the system failed me big time. Yeah. And it's failing a lot of people. What, what can you do now mm -hmm. that you, you couldn't do in the period of depression? What has become easy for you to deal with now? Get out from under the duvet. Okay. Pull the blinds. Wow. Say how that's, grateful that, I am for a day. That's literature in any, the making. Any, any tears I shed now are tears of joy. Okay. I'm living my life intentionally. So I life is back to normal. It's so normal, but I have people who are with me on that journey. Family is everything. And I think we're losing that fabric. Who that do you thing. want to say thank you to most? Um, to say thank you to most. Hmm. Okay. Sonny Irabo. Omori Irabo. Who's that? So, who is Sonny? Um, one, one random <laughs> guy in my life. <laughs> we have managed each other for 36 years. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yes. So every hospital visit, he was there. And Gloria, my sister, and uh, all my in-laws. It was a big deal. What you will do mm -hmm. not to go back in that direction again. Have yeah. you thought about it? I know for sure that uh, the power of affirmation towards the end of my struggle, I remember the voice will come at me, you are nothing. I'm like, you lie. I am everything. But I couldn't say that in the throes of depression because I believed that lie. Like now, uh -uh, don't even start. So now, the, that affirmation, I wake up every morning and I'm like, I'm affirming. You're Betty, you're beautiful. Betty, you have done this. Wow. Congratulations, Betty. And, and I'm, I'm like hailing myself. I don't need any people hype around you are also hailing I you as well. I am hyping myself and I have friends. Yes. I have friends pre-depression and post-depression. People have been wonderful. God, Osalubwa, has been amazing. have to oblige us, no. Betty. You know I'm pretty much in charge of my life now. Well, now, you know, First and foremost, I'm not wearing my glasses. How would you describe your job to a child? Hey, Shinekemo, to a child. Hey, mommy, to a child, I am a writer. Is that what you, you? I, <laughs> 
to a child. Yeah. Can I pick a another five year old? Child. Five year old. Yeah, My no. job is not that easy. I, yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm an engineer. Make, make it easy for the child to yeah. understand. I weave words. I crochet words. <laughs> I I make words have a meaning. I speak to people. Uh, Manny, this is not working. <laughs> it's not working. Don't let people laugh at me. Okay, let me try. Five-year-old, like, you know. Uh, I'm a publisher of a magazine. Hmm. And then I pick up the magazine and say, this is what I do. I go for photo shoots. I write the story. I interview people. I make people tell their story. Uh, dun, dun, dun. I... I inspire people. Five-year-old inspire. Money cuts. <laughs> you done. You done well enough. Well, <laughs> what, what, what are your fears about life? Ah, uh, I have no fears. Hashtag unafraid, because I have realized that fear is an illusion, and sometimes we tend to uh, focus too much on our fears, and then it becomes a huge monster. I have no fears. Absolutely. I'm very daring now. I'm bold. And as I said to you early, earlier, if you go through a struggle and you emerge on the other side and you have not learned any lesson, you probably need to go back into that tunnel. Uh, you're a great influencer, woman. Yeah. Are you a feminist? We are all feminists. Would you go yeah. to work and let your husband sit at home and do nothing? Why? Why am I the one letting him stay home? It's his choice. Or to be the housebound, housebound. It's oh, his choice. Probably wear the trousers. No. I want to be the wife. I want to be pampered. I don't want to do the job of my husband. What does your husband think of you? My husband thinks I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Wow. But he thinks I'm very stubborn. It's because he's not eating other bread. <laughs> <laughs> he, he thinks he thinks um he thinks I'm very stubborn. Yeah. But also it helps, he doesn't it? Yeah, but he also admires my inner strength, which he sees beyond what I used to see. And then coming into my own, you know, my husband is that kind of person that goes, Do you know who you are? All those days I'll be down and I'll be thinking, who is me? Look at me and all that. He'd be thinking, do you know who you are? You are Betty Rabo. And I, I remember I used to laugh like, he says it like I'm Oprah. And, but the thing is, there's nothing like having someone you're married to who is your biggest hype person. And I think it's very important. What are your pet names for each other? We just whistle. What? <whistles> and he knows. All of them. The children. You know? Yeah. So even in a... What are in, you saying? Sonny Rabo, Betty Rabo. <laughs> so <laughs> even in a big wedding with 1,000 people, if he comes in and is looking for me, that's You whistle? It. Yeah, we whistle. Fantastic. So what if you were going to call me now? I have no whistle for you. <laughs> Just go. It, it, it's so obvious that you have acquired that confidence to talk. Mm -hmm. In public, when I used to know you were pretty shy, yeah, you were not that uh, kind Com of person that will jump in front of an audience and mm. talk confidently. Where did you pick it up from? Manny, you're forgetting something. Where remember, 
about 30 years ago, this party where Sonia and I met, you were there. Yeah. Your mama was there. Yeah. Vu was the company in Surulere. Yeah. And I was called to speak as a PR person. And halfway, not even halfway, I came out and then suddenly dawned on me that I was supposed to be speaking. And I ran. <laughs> ran. I never came down till the party was nearly over. I've always been afraid of one thing or the other, as I said. And public speaking was my biggest challenge. But at a stage in my life, which was somewhere along the years of depression, I got to realize that I own my story and that nobody can, can um, question the story I put out there. So if you're cast away on an island for 10 days, what sort of things would you take along with you? Five? Five days. Yes, five, no, five, five, five items you'll take along with you. On just an island. Alone. God, just first, survival. give me water. Yeah? Give me water yeah. for hydration. I will take a book. Okay, I, I mean, obviously you read a lot. What, what, what sort of book is this? What sort of book would I take? I think I'll take my book, Morning Dew, which is my first book. Ah. It's timeless and it's full of inspiration. It's mm. full of uh, strong messages. So mm. I'll go back to it. also reminds me of when I couldn't write so well. So I will take water. I will take my book. Music. Yeah. I will take music. I will take... Um, Westlife. Oh, time girl. Oh, yeah. Flying without wings. You suddenly acquired a singing voice. Yeah, well. I know, I know. I'll take my bitter leaf. Hell. Raw bitter leaf. Raw bitter leaf. Yes, I need to chew it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It has a lot of um, uh, antitoxins. It's very healthy. Uh, it's very good for detox. So I will take my bitter leaf. And the last thing I would take, I'll probably take my uh, kimono. No, no food. Oh, kimono. I'll probably take my kimono from Riri Fashion. Have a, so just like have a kimono. That's wonderful. Yeah. Those are the five items yeah. you take. Water, bit leaf, um, morning dew, my book, my kimono. What was the last one? Your kimono. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I said Friday. No, but, 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 yeah. Well, Betty, come to think about it, we have not even touched a lot on uh, that book. Yeah. The Dew. Because I, 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 I. Dust the Dew. Okay, Dust the Dew. Yeah. And it was uh, Kadara yeah. that put the forward. Yeah, to it. Kadara. Yes. Oh, excellent. Yes, and she talked about her challenge, also, which was very kind of liberating for me knowing that another strong woman was ready to share her story of a depression which I'd never opened up about. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right, okay. So, is this book out? Sold out, you mean? Is it? Oh, really? Is yeah, there, we, there... keep, we keep printing new copies because I am not selling uh, one and resting. I'm, I'm doing a tour. So, I get people order 1,000 copies, 250 copies. I, I had what I have what I call my beautiful mind sessions and I go around uh, states in Nigeria talking about it. I've had a session in Kano, I've had in Uyo, 
I've had in Port Harcourt, I've had in Warri, I have in Lagos and I've had in New York and also going to South Africa and Ghana. And this book just year. simply reflects about your, it, you know, your it, issues it, with our depression. No, it's a story of becoming. It's a story about knowing yourself and accepting yourself. It's a story about not dwelling on the past and things that you cannot control. It's about Betty finding her why and choosing to live life on her own terms because she had spent too much of her life living on other people's terms. Wow, okay. So I want, at the end of my day, to be able to sing like Frank Sinatra. I did it my own way. Oh, well, isn't it a good place to stop, <laughs> Betty? Because uh, <laughs> if I allow her, we're not going to end this program. <laughs> Thank you, Betty. For Thank doing, you. For doing it your own way. My own way all the way. Excellent. <laughs> it's been nice talking to you. I've enjoyed the interview. I'm a master. Sure. <laughs> it's when a master interviews you, oh. then you have to come with your A game. Well, so I got prepared you for are you. an influential woman, <laughs> and her name is Betsy Irabo. It's been The Chat. I am Manny. See you again. The Chat is produced by Channels Television. You can watch it again online. Just visit our social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook. Thank you.